I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 45, Mindset and Your Money with Patty Handy. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. We are so thrilled today to welcome the amazing Patty Handy with us, and she's going to tell you a little bit more about who she is and what she does, and I'm just so excited, Patty, that you could be here with us today. Thank you, Amber. I really appreciate you having me. It's uh, going to be a great conversation. Yes, I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this. So if you wouldn't mind telling our viewers and our audience a little bit more about you and what you do. Sure. Well, I am a financial coach. Uh, I work primarily with divorced, widowed, and single women. Um, I chose that uh, demographic, if you will, because I am divorced and I understand that journey. And I had lots of conversations. I actually was a former financial advisor and a former mortgage advisor. And so for the last 20 years, I've had conversations with ladies and it was a common theme of overwhelm, fear, shame, embarrassment, and just you know, didn't know where to start. And um, these conversations weren't happening at the advisory level. It was more about just let's take your funds, let's invest it, let's do some tax planning. And, and it was all great, but we didn't get into the behavioral and the conversations and the deep, uh, you know, meaningful conversations with uh, with the client. So um, I decided to pivot to a, a coaching role, left my, you know, comfortable position as an advisor with benefits and 401ks and all that. And mm-hmm launched on my own. And, and so here we go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. And I think, you know, money is such an interesting conversation anyway, that can open up a lot of thoughts and feelings around it, but then also to have that very specialized demographic of women taking on kind of a whole new realm of challenges in a divorce situation can really then compound kind of the money um, Mm -hmm. conversation. Did you find that as you were working with these women? Absolutely. It definitely compounds. And that's a great word for it. Um, it, it intensifies the fear. It intensifies the, um, how am I going to do this on my own? I feel alone. I feel, you know, I'm scared. Um, my husband always took care of things. And that was the same, whether it was a divorce or, you know, they lost their spouse. And it was um, just not knowing who to trust, not knowing who to turn to. Um, a lot of times, if you have an existing advisor, and we've had clients where we had uh, husband, wife, under the umbrella of our advisory company. And uh, when one of the spouses passed, you know, we, we knew the, the the spouse, both of them, obviously. And so it was a different conversation. They knew that they could trust us and they already had that relationship, um, which is which is great. And um, well, yeah, what I do as a side note is a complimentary service to a financial advisor. I'm not taking the role of what they do and vice versa. Um, so I actually work with advisors and we work together with, with clients. Um, but yes, in answer to your question, yes, there is definitely that uh, feel of isolation and the and the and the just doing it alone. And it's just it's it's scary when you don't have somebody to you know bounce ideas off of. Unless you have a financial expert in the family, it's hard to know, you know, if you're you're getting good advice from your you know siblings or or family or whatnot. Absolutely, yeah. And money is just such an interesting conversation, anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then it you do want to find someone that has your best interests at heart. And I think we love teaching about the same thing of that behavioral part of money and that mindset part of money, Mm -hmm. because that plays such an integral role into then being able to use our finances in a way that serves us. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think the, um, you know, the mechanics of money are easily learned. You know, once you learn them, you know them, right? If you understand the products and you understand how the, you know, you don't need to know the mechanics of the markets and all the ins and outs, right? You're not a trader, but if you understand how to look at an expense ratio, you know, on a website to see if you're paying the right fees and all that, um, how to diversify some of that stuff is, is, you know, once you know it, you know it, right? But the foundational piece of that money story and your relationship with money and that mindset piece, we don't really give that enough attention that we should, but those are the, um, those are the lessons and those are the beliefs and thoughts that we're having in the background, so to speak. And that's what's playing with us when we manage our money. And so it's really important to be mindful of what tape recorder you have going on in your in your mind. Absolutely. And have you found, you know, with the individuals that you worked with that it could really hinder what they do with their money if they don't take a look at their money mindset? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, but I, but I found a lot. um, I I don't want to say the the vast majority, but certainly the majority of, of people, I shouldn't say just women, but you know, I've seen that with husbands and wives and everybody, Um, you know, if you're a boomer, you were raised with mom and dads who went through the great depression. So you probably had the scarcity mindset, right? You heard things of fear. You heard things of, we can't afford that. And that's too much money and rich people are greedy. And some of those negative things that, you know, you heard over and over again. So you have this money story in your, in your, in your head and which makes you want to hold on to your money. You, you want to, you want to hoard it, you know? And so if you have cash, you just leave it in cash. Well, sitting in cash if, you know, having money in cash is good, you certainly need an emergency deposit, you know, to be able to reach out to if, if you need those funds. But, um, you know, if you've got a 10, 20, 30 year horizon, you've got to put that money to work for you. Otherwise, it's you're losing money to inflation. If you're earning, you know, one, two percent in your savings account and inflation is five, six, seven, eight percent. Guess who's underwater, right? So that's that that fear mentality can work against you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just don't think sometimes we take the time to look at that. Like we mm-hmm. have, especially as women, we have a massive list of things to do and to accomplish and to uh, have in our lives and our day to day. And we're not, I don't think really a hardwired to sit down and take a look at what we're thinking and feeling and believing about money. Right. right. But I, I, what I understand though, is that when we do, and we kind of see the money story that we're telling ourselves, we're seeing ourselves with our beliefs and our thoughts around money, that that could really make a huge impact then to say, okay, is my thoughts, is my beliefs, are they serving me to get where I want? Right. And then knowing how to unwind those and unpack those and then debunk them, right? You want to make sure that you go, okay, I heard this when I was growing up. I realized that is not true. I didn't have a filter back then to say, you know what, mom, that's not true. You know, when you're two years old or three years old, because from birth to age eight is when you are a sponge and you're taking all this information in and you're just, you don't filter it. It's just going into your brain. It's going into your mind. And that's the subconscious mind, right? And that subconscious mind really dictate 95% of our external reality. So our, our 5%, our conscious mind that we're making decisions and we're doing critical thinking, you know, with our day to day, that's a very, very small piece of what's happening in our reality. 
And yes, it does take time to sit and reflect. And you're right, we are going in 29,000 directions and we're dealing with, <laughs> you know, caregiving, whether it's kids or parents or whatever and running the home. And even if we're working outside the home, we've got that. I mean, there's just, I mean, it's countless, right? We are just, we are just badasses. So <laughs> can I say that on, on, on this? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, we are absolutely going in, in so many directions and it's hard to find that time to go, I need to spend some time, just some stillness. I need to be quiet for a while and really go deep into what it is that I've heard and why I why it's not true and to take that time to unwind all that and unpack it and uh, start to shift that and it doesn't happen overnight it's you know it's a process I think we're all on this journey I don't think anybody like just arrives um, although I've seen some people who seem to be having a you know they've manifested a certain life and they they work through their issues mm -hmm. and they are in that place where they they have arrived um, but it, you know, it takes time. It's, it's definitely not something that you can do in, you know, in a weekend <laughs> by any stretch. Yes. Well, because I think what we don't realize is that we've built up a lifetime of what we're believing right now. Exactly. It's, it can take a little, probably not that quite long to change it, but it's just looking and continually redirecting to what we want to believe and think about money. And so, right. it, and that's kind of another question I want to go to is, what if someone's like, well, I'm not quite sure what I think and believe about money. And kind of in addition to that, they might say, well, then if I gain awareness and I don't really think what I'm believing is not serving me, how do I unpack that or unwind that? What advice would you give them? So um, from this, from the get-go, um, I would say put on paper, uh, spend some time journaling and write out what it is that you heard growing up and just, yes. just, just. And, and that's going to, as you, as you start to write, things will come up and you're like, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. And you don't want, you don't think about it until you start writing it and it starts to kind of flood out and, and you know, percolates up and out of your head. Um, but as you are writing, you're like, okay, well, that's silly. You know, uh, rich people are greedy. That's, that's not true. There's a lot of lovely, charitable, wealthy people and that you don't even know they're wealthy. They're the millionaire next door, right? Who drives a 20 year old car. And, and so <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's a, that's a myth that is, I'm going to debunk, you know, um, uh, you know, money is the root of all evil. Well, I think that money is, gives you choices and gives you a certain amount of freedoms and money makes you more of what you are. If you're a jerk, you're going to be a bigger jerk, right? <laughs> if you're a lovely giving person, it'll make you more loving and giving. You have more to give. So it doesn't, you know, money doesn't make you a different person. It just makes you more of who you are. So mm -hmm. as you're writing these things out and you're, and you're kind of processing them, um, and sometimes it'll be like two weeks later, you go, oh, wait a minute, I heard that too. I got to write that down. You know, it'll just like pop up. Um, so just taking that time to be mindful and being aware, that's the first step to really just getting to that process. And and the 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 um, the process of unwinding everything and unpacking it is, you know, there's a multiple, there's many steps. One is that you have to unlearn. First of all, you have to learn what you are come to, to grips with what you heard, right? What those thoughts and beliefs were. Mm -hmm. um, understand how um, it works. So let me get, let me give an example and then I'm going to, I'm going to come yeah. back to this. So we have an internal thermostat, right? So mm -hmm. look at it, look at a thermostat in your home, you know, when it's, when it's hundred degrees outside and you have your air conditioning, you know, at 72, the air will come on when it gets warm in the house and it just automatically, you know, turns on at 72 that's the comfortable place where we want to set it well as a thermometer we have a money thermometer we have a a a a um familiar safe thermometer so if we suddenly come into a lot of money 
we subconsciously go, Ooh, I don't know what to do. This scares me. I'm not sure, you know, not consciously, but subconsciously yeah. we're like, Oh, and that's why you hear a lot of winners who have come into these millions. And then what is the 70 something, 80%, you know, are, are back to where they are a year later. Mm -hmm. So, um, we hit that, you know, that, 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 that temperature, if you will. And then we go, Oh, that's not right. And then we somehow blow it. We lose it with whatever we do, give it away, do bad investments, you know, mismanage, whatever it might be, not consciously, obviously. Um, but that's, that's part of how that internal thermostat. So being mindful of that and just understanding where is my mindset? Do I have a certain income? Like, oh, I'll never make more than 50,000 a year. I'll never make 200,000 a year. I can never make a million dollars a year. Where, where, where's that number hit where you're like, Ooh, that's not going to ever happen. Um, and then you go, well, why not? Other people are doing that. Other people are out there doing things that are making that kind of money. And, you know, I'm pretty smart. I have a lot to offer and I have a lot to give. So why can't I? Right. So you start to debunk that and you unpack that. So you begin to unlearn, so to speak, what you heard and being mindful. So when those thoughts come up, you're just like, nope, that's not right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, turn, turn that around and I'm going to rephrase that. It's not about sitting on a couch and going, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, I am wealthy. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not that easy, right? The whole yeah. world would be sitting on, on a bunch of cash. Um, but it's there's a lot to un unpack that. Um, the other thing that's tied to all that is um, that internal thermostat that I mentioned and that that those thoughts and beliefs, that's our identity. Mm -hmm. So for example, if um, you're a smoker, you identify as a smoker. If you're a non-smoker, you identify as a non-smoker. Mm -hmm. So if you identify as somebody who is always living in lack or fearful or money is not good, or I can never, you know, make money, or I can only make this amount of money, that's your identity. So the law of attraction that you've heard about, I'm sure yeah. everyone's heard about the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Well, you're attracting more of what that is. So if you're, if you're thinking, oh, I can only make 50,000 a year or, or whatever that number is for you, um, that's what you are going to attract. If you're yeah. thinking, I'm always going to be broke. I'm always going to be in debt. I'm always going to have these challenges. Well, guess what? You will, because you keep attracting what you're thinking. Wow. So um, a lot of that is just, is this awareness and then realizing, you know, that you've got to un unpack that, unwind the false, you know, beliefs that are in your mind, replace them. And some of that replacing is with hypnosis. Some of that's with meditation. Um, there's a thing called RRT, which is rapid resolution therapy, which is where uh, actually doc Dr. John Conley is the... Um, the master at that, but there are RRT therapists and um, they work with your, with your subconscious mind and reprogramming. So there's ways that, you know, you can do that, but it, you know, it, it takes work. There's absolutely, you know, there's, there's work involved. You just, again, can't just, you know, will it. <laughs> I know that would be nice, right? If we could just maybe wave a magic wand and be done. <laughs> right, right. Overnight, which would be wonderful. Well, and something you said too, is that we operate out of that subconscious. So, so much we delegate to our subconscious because if we tried to think of every single little thing consciously, like, I mean, I think of things like breathing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we had to think consciously to breathe, like it would be so overwhelming for us because that's We'd all be we dead. think about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really would. We couldn't do, concentrate on anything else. Right, right. And so when you talked about kind of that internal thermostat and that, let's say that windfall of money comes in like the lottery, all of a sudden your subconscious is delegating. Okay, well, what do we think and believe about this? And then that's how we're going to act accordingly. So if your internal thermostat, like you said, is like, like $50,000, all 
all of a sudden your subconscious is like, whoa, this is not meeting the $50,000 mark. And like you said, we'll just get rid of it. We'll spend it in these different ways so we can feel comfortable again at our, at our money temperature, if you will. And so I think that's what's so key in looking at our mindset is that if we don't start to redirect and retrain that subconscious, we're going to keep staying at that internal temperature, that money right. temperature, and we're never going to get out of it. And I think that's why some people wonder, well, how come they're doing better? How come they're making all this money? Why can't I be there too? Um, why am I staying stuck? And I think it's because they're keeping that money temperature at the same thing because of what they think and believe. Yes. And it's familiar and familiar feels safe and yeah. safe and safe just makes you not want to, although you're consciously saying, no, I want to earn more. I want to have more. I want to do more. Um, but your subconscious is fighting that. So you've got to really do your work, which again, takes work to unravel that. And and the reality is you look at people who were um, from homes that were very, you know, broken yeah. homes that, you know, raised in poverty raised and they came they came out and they've done some wonderful you know beautiful things right so um it absolutely positively can be done it's mm -hmm. you know our, our brains are there's neuroplasticity i'm saying that right um where you know you can the the, the brain can be reprogrammed mm -hmm. and and so don't think oh, i'm going to be stuck like this forever um because there's absolutely positively um ways that you can you know, change that, change those thoughts, change those behaviors, change that mindset. Um, it's not something that, you know, you have to just accept as your, you know, your reality. Exactly. And I think that sometimes when people think about money, it just is like too overwhelming. So they go, well, how am I going to just change that? But I think that's why we engage in the work that we do. Cause we're like, no, it's completely possible. It's just knowing the steps and then doing them. And what's amazing about it is it's going to just there's not a ton of, because I when I think of financial advising or where to put your money or different financial products, yeah, there's a, there's going to be some learning there, mm -hmm. <laughs> some things mm -hmm. that the, you know that you're going to really want to get some in depth knowledge about and the ins and outs of the way they work. But when it comes to mindset, so much of that is internal, of what we have to decide of, okay, is this really true that I believe? Do yeah. I believe money's scarce? And what if? maybe that's not true. What if there is enough to go around and then really starting to, like you said, kind of debunk some myths, like are rich people greedy, you know, and kind of starting to think about examples in the world and then really starting to look at those ideas that we've held for so long to see if they are serving us and helping us get to where we want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And you made a good point about the investing side. So there's, there's individuals who will uh, subconsciously or, or maybe consciously think, I don't even know how to manage money. I don't know what I, I would do with it. If I had a lot of money, I wouldn't know how to invest. I wouldn't know, you know, I wouldn't know this, what would even start with that. So they just like, although they want more, they are like, there's a little recorder going, you don't know how to invest it. You don't, you can't, no, you can't have it because you don't know how to manage it. Um, so, so start the process of learning about investing, learning about what a mutual fund is and what a index fund is and what the difference is and what, you know, what's an ETF and what's, and, and, and again, it's very simple to learn. Once you learn it and you know it, then you know it, right. Once you, yeah. you know, learn algebra in school, you know, we, we just, we know algebra. 
Um, although by now I've forgotten it, but <laughs> anyways, we don't talk about that every day. <laughs> that's all. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, I used to tutor calculus when I was in college and I couldn't tell you how to even start calculus today. So <laughs> anyways, too many decades ago. Um, but the point is that, yes, um, start that journey of getting confident with money and getting confident with understanding um, your options when it comes to investing and and managing those those funds, getting a handle on your credit, understanding your spending habits, looking at you know paying down credit cards, whatever it is, all that sort of interwoven into your financial home, if you will. So the 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 more you take control of those things, the more secure you feel. And you know we as I, mean, I think every human being wants to feel safe and secure and know that we are never going to run out of money. But I think as single women, whether you're divorced, widowed, or just single by choice, you you are doing this alone. So you don't have the second income. And the fear is, am I going to run out of money? And, you know, I got, you know, it's just me. So yeah. I got to make sure that, you know, so that's a common, you know, thing that I hear too, is like, it's just me. I don't want to end up on my kid's couch, you know? So exactly. it's, it's, uh, yeah, those, those fears can, um, be be crippling so uh that's what you and I both are trying to to solve right <laughs> absolutely well in bringing in awareness and being opening up the conversation of telling you know that money it's okay to talk about let's figure it out together it doesn't have to be this oh well we can't speak about this in public and we'll just try to do trial and error on the side it's like no we we want to be able to open up that conversation let's talk about what we're thinking and believing and really decide Hey, what do you want to do with your money? And let's make that happen. And, you know, as important it is to look at and start to understand different investments and financial vehicles. I know there's going to probably be a lot of women out there to be like, when am I going to find the time to then start learning all about money and all the different ways to invest and which ones are best for me? What advice would you give them? So that doesn't seem like such an overwhelming process. I would say, uh, take it one small bite at a time. Don't look at everything you have to do as one big giant mountain. Um, just, you know, tackle one thing at a time, you know, give yourself some grace. The reality is we're all very busy. We all have a lot on our plates, right? Um, no one's expecting you to understand the markets and, you know, in, in a month, um, and just take what's happening right now in your world. And again, just little by little, um, and it's kind of why I created my, my program. I wanted to create something that was bite-sized pieces that was super easy to, to, you know, absorb, but find someone that you trust, find someone that you, um, you know, are referred to. I would say stay offline. There's a lot of, you know, you start to Google things. There's too much that becomes overwhelming. And then you're like, ah, so it's paralysis by analysis. It's like, <laughs> I can't do anything because this is too much to take in. Yeah. And I mean, when I'm Googling something, it's like, what the heck? There's 20,000, you know, or 100,000. It's like, okay, I just need to dial in here. And then there's some information that I have seen that's incorrect online. So mm-hmm. just be mindful of, you know, who you're getting information from and, um, you know, reach out to those that, that are um, experts and um, someone that you can trust. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I, I'd love to lo- learn a little bit more, Patty, too, about your particular program, um, you know, and how you help your clients get to where they need to be is you said the bite-sized pieces, which I think is so important. And do you address mainly the money mindset and the behavior, or do you go into any of the other additional, like this is a mutual fund, this is a, you know, um, a stock or those type of things, or do you collaborate with others to do that? 
Yeah, great question. So my program is, uh, it's called Minding Her Money. Mm -hmm. And it's very comprehensive. So um, it's a combination of all of what you said. So we do talk about money mindset for sure. Uh, talk about self-care, which is so important. That's foundational in, in our just well-being. Um, we have, so there's nine different modules, nine different areas that we that we uh, talk about. Um, it's uh, getting organized and getting you know things together and just starting from scratch. Um, we talk about income and debts and spending, you know, habits and budgets. And we talk about getting paid, you know, credit cards paid off and that piece of it. Um, I talk about credit and how to get your credit score up, how to navigate all that. Cause there's so many myths online about what, what you should do with your credit score, um, buying a house or refinancing. If you're doing this on your own now, what that looks like, what lenders look for. Um, so I'm tapping into the mortgage background that I have and, and, you know, combining that. And then I have two modules on investing. So one is kind of the simplistic, here's what a mutual fund is. Here's what a ETF is. Here's, here's what they all mean. I break down the jargon and super, super simple, small, my, you know, uh, small bite size. And then I uh, have a second uh, investing module, which is a little bit more, um, uh, advanced where we get into some tax strategies, talk about Roth conversions and, and tax loss harvesting and some other things that are, uh, but I make it very simple. And then, you know, does it make sense to use a financial advisor? And here's where it might make sense given your situation. Uh, and then we talk about retirement and leaving your legacy and what that looks like. So those are the nine pieces of the program. It is a 90 day uh, group coaching program. So you have access, um, lifetime access to all the modules you can watch. And they're short little videos, anywhere from seven minutes to 30 minutes. They're just, again, very small. And then uh, we have group meetings every week. And we, you know, talk about the, the modules as Q&A. Um, and it's really meant to be completely supportive and help women. At the end of the day, the transformation is that these women get very, very comfortable with managing money. They are very confident. They're very secure in where they are. Um, and there's no more fear of, you know, running out of money. It's just like, we've got a plan. We've got a roadmap. I'm a, I'm a badass. So. <laughs> well, it is so good because especially with the demographic that you work with of, you know, ladies that are doing this on their own. And, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's life circumstance or choice, you know, that we take on the the brunt of that responsibility. But I also think for women that are in relationships, it's so important to gain awareness and know where your money is and what's happening with it, what accounts mm -hmm. it's in. Just because if we don't pay attention to that, if we allow a spouse to just say, okay, run with it, I won't worry about it. When life circumstances change, because they're, they're going to change throughout life in some fashion or another. And if we don't have that bearing, it's going to be even more overwhelming, I think, to know what do we do now, especially if a spouse passes away or if divorce right. does come into the picture, whatever it may be. So I, I think it's encouraging for every woman to get this knowledge. So she has that, you know, empowerment going forward. And it's not just something that's too overwhelming and too foreign. Right. I 100% agree. I think that uh, married couples, you know, you absolutely should have, I, I suggest money dates every quarter and just go out, have a glass of wine or a cup of tea or whatever it is that you enjoy and have a conversation and just sort of recap where we're at. How's our debt? Are we everything? Are we on track to get everything paid off? Are we invested properly? How's the market looking? Um, just have those conversations. But yes, both spouses should know. And in my situation, I was the investor and my husband didn't know anything about where we had funds and I was the one yeah. that managed the money. Um, but I mean, had we had, you know, had I passed, he would have been in a world of hurt. He, you know, yeah. he, he would not know where anything was. 
So yes, it's just a smart thing to do to have those conversations. Um, and, you know, God forbid that you do lose a spouse and you're, yeah. you know, you're hit with this emotional trauma and grief and this overwhelm. And the last thing you want to be worried about is, oh my gosh, now I got to get a handle on my money and I can't even get out of bed in the morning. So um, whatever you can do to lay that foundation to feel financially empowered and, and comfortable and confident, um, it's just one less thing to be stressed about when you're trying to recover from um, the trauma of a passing or a, of a divorce. Absolutely. 100%. I can't even believe our time is already up. I just love talking with you and talking about money, hun. But if we have some viewers out there that want to connect with you, want to work alongside you in your program, where can they find you? So I would say go to um, mindinghermoney.com. It's M-I-N-D-I-N-G, hermoney.com. And you can download the roadmap to the program and then book a call with me. And at the end of the day, I really want to have a conversation with you and determine if this is a fit, if my program makes sense for you. Um, And we we can kind of go from there. So beautiful, Patty. And I'm just so excited you could be on and share your wisdom with us today. Thank you, Amber. And yeah, so if any of our viewers or listeners have questions for Patty, let us know. Um, And she can answer those. Go to that website um, and and reach out to her. She is a wealth of knowledge. Obviously, she's been in the industry for many, many years. And she has this amazing program that can help you. So thanks again so much for being here today, hon. Thank you, Amber. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Yes. Awesome. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine the freedom you'll have from not worrying constantly about your finances, enjoying the decisions you make with your money, and finally taking control of where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. I know this is possible for you, and I want to help you make that happen. Head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses, where we will work together to help you create a life that you love with your money. Also, if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.